Hi guys, I'm recording this with no mic, but I'm gonna like add to this episode later. I'm just having a thought right now, um, where Chrissy Chapeka, I don't even know how to say her name, the girl, the bimbo girl on TikTok, who I hate to admit I got like 90% of my personality from, posted a video and she was asking like her friends like random questions and they were all doing it to each other. And one of the questions was just communism. And the answer was we, us pronouns. And now that I'm repeating it, it's not that funny. But (laughs) to me, it was funny. To me, it was hysterical. I don't know. But I think when I run for president, I'm going to I'm going to just have my slogan be we, us, we slash us. Um. Get ready for communist America. Anyway, later tonight after dance, I'm going to record a podcast analyzing Mitski lyrics. So anyways, yeah, bye. Hey. Hey, everyone. I'm back. Okay, Siri is over there yelling at me. Hey, Siri, turn it down. Okay, I don't know what her problem is. Anyway, not me doing a Mitski tie. Anyway, I'm here, and today I wanted to analyze Mitski lyrics because lately, I hate to admit it, but she's been giving me all of the validation for my emotions I need. And I think, I think, kind of like the hip hop episode, I would just like to to talk about what it feels like to be a Mitski fan and like why the lyrics hurt my soul (laughs) you know um I'm very tired but I'm excited okay so we're gonna start with Lush and I first time I listened to Lush was an accident like the whole album all the way through because I was listening to Liquid Smooth but then just kind of I was listening to it on repeat (laughs) to tell you where I was and then um I stopped like actively repeating it and um just let the album play and it hurt me so off of Lush we're gonna start with um Liquid Smooth and start with I'm beautiful I know because it's the season but what am I to do with all this beauty now oh like here's the thing I think like inherently these lyrics aren't very sad but at the same time I think that they really really are and I think it depends on where you are when you first listen to the song because like I don't know because like I agree with people that are like there's no point in boxing Mitski into like a sad artist but her music is very sad and it is very insecure so like like what am I to do with all this beauty and like yes I know I'm beautiful but the whole song is like begging for validation right it's like this um like a juxtaposition (laughs) literally don't know anyway 
But the thing about Liquid Smooth and opening with that line is it reminds me so much of me. <laughs> and I know, like, I'm the biggest, like, oh my god, I'm literally so hot and good at everything. It's so hard to be hot and good at everything and funny. You know, like, I love saying shit like that. But, alas, um, lately, it feels like the only thing I have going for me is my looks. And, and at that, lately I've been so, like, down about my looks that I think, you know, like, like, what am I to do with all this beauty if I don't even think I can benefit off of it and if I have like nothing else to like go for and like like the whole thing with liquid smooth is it's just like this I'm liquid smooth come come touch me too like you know just like begging and begging for this validation that you like pretend that you can give yourself or like pretending that you're the shit even though you're not or at least you feel like you're not it's so like I have to sit up or I will fall asleep. I know myself. Um, it's like, it's just, I don't know. Or like when she says, or at least just take my picture. Like, I feel like any time that I feel pretty, I need to like capture the moment. And God forbid I like looked in the mirror and thought I looked cute. And then like, Went to take like a selfie and look bad, bro. <sighs> I get pissed off and it like ruins my day. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of said a whole lot of nothing. But yeah, that's like that's the first lyric I wanted to look up or talk about. Um, but off of Lush, we will move to Brand New City. Of course, everybody's everybody's little girl, Brand New City. Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, another line. <laughs> um, if, I gave, if I gave up on being pretty, I wouldn't know how to be alive. I should move to a Brand New City and teach myself how to die. Now, this too has like the same, like I could announce analyze 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 there we go um this the exact same way I analyze the other one guys I'm sorry I don't know why I'm yawning okay it's 11pm I do know why but anyway um god damn it oh um Oh, 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 but to me, like, okay, like, yes, inherently, yes, like, I love the word inherently, I use it when I don't need to, it's like, literally, but anyway, um, whenever, whenever I think about it, and this is something me and my therapist talk about a lot, and that apparently is, like, not uncommon, or what, well, okay, I guess I, like, knew this, I almost said inherently again, but, like, for young people, and she says it's like any of her patients under like 25 are so hyper focused on their looks with the culture that we live in um they value that over everything else and i always say that like my outfits how i do my makeup how i do my hair is like my defense mechanism 
so like very i said it in a podcast once before like i treat it even though like my outfits aren't like exquisite sorry rocky um i treat it like like rihanna does like oh she could beat me but she could not beat my outfit like when she said that that i just like yeah it's really like that like if i gave up on pretty being pretty i wouldn't know how to be alive because to me like beauty is what made makes me like who i am like or like i look at like okay i love to say that i have eras right sophia and i talked about that all of our eras well all of my eras are like highly made up by the music I listened to and then how I was doing my makeup at the time how I was dressing (sighs) I need to get further in and I'll probably wake up a little bit but anyway it's like that though where I'm like oh my god like it is so much realer than I want to admit it is and like this is what I'm centering my life around and I think like half of it comes from even like when I joke and somebody will say something and then I'm like yeah okay whatever but at least I'm hot and it's like subconsciously like ruined my perspective of myself and I think that that's something that the line always makes me think about and then when you partner it with like I should move to a brand new city and teach myself how to die like I'm planning on moving away from my hometown in like literally under six months six months last month so five more months and I'm gone and like wanting to move to a brand new city and just like completely fall off the face of the earth essentially like to me that is what like teach myself how to die and then like because like I don't want to like exist as the perceived person I've become if that makes sense like I think the person I am i thoroughly enjoy except for like give or take some parts but like that's for everybody but I don't like the way I don't like knowing how like uh, I don't like knowing that there is like different ways other people perceive me and not that that'll go away in a new city but if I can like go away and be the person that I am right now and rebuild that perception like completely from scratch like also like with like teach myself how to die like I'm I want to like change my number I want to virtually disappear like like there is no other like way to put it and to me that just sounds like a goddamn dream so like there are those lines <laughs> what else oh my god okay real men this song Okay, so I think the first one to talk about, a lot of these lines have to do with validation. What does that say about me? Um, the line, though, honestly, sir, all I want to do is get naked in front of you so you can look me up and down and tell me, well done, girl, you're looking good. Um, for me, though, what this is to me is I have struggled with sexuality for a very, very long time. And I have, like, dated guys, I've dated girls, and I think the thing that I've always had to try and admit to myself is, like, I always get so attached to the women I date, 
and holy shit so professional and like barely attached to the men <laughs> like 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 I think okay no let me say this like I honestly f- like fall an L word with like most of the girls I date and then only have like some sort of like I don't even want to call it an emotional attachment like a validation thing with the men that I'm with like I develop an attachment to them but it's not like love it's like they're just the person that's there at the moment if that makes sense um (laughs) but for me like the line that line like um I'm coming to terms with the fact that I am lesbian and I saw this thing once that was like it's much harder to it to admit to not liking boys than it is to like say you like girls and every single like day I like have thoughts in my head where I'm like no you definitely still have like a level of attracted attraction oh my god to like men but in all honesty I like I don't I want male validation in a way that I am like a victim of the media I'm a young woman that was taught by the media that like male validation is all that matters and I'm trying to like get myself out of that because like it's like that thing where it's like if a guy were to like come up to me and be like oh my god you're stunning I would be like oh thank you but if a girl came up to me I would like literally get butterflies I don't know (laughs) but anyway so like to me that line just feels like how I feel whenever I was or how it felt for me whenever I was like chasing after men and just being like okay if like because another thing that came with it was like this identity crisis of like well is the reason I don't pull like it's the reason like boys don't want me the way that they want other people because they can tell like I used to get so attached to women so fast and then like a guy would get like we would start talking and if I attached really fast it was probably because I was really trying to prove a point so like oops but so to me that line sounds like the me that was like the reason even though you know in your heart and your head you're a lesbian that you're still fighting for these like looks up and down and saying like well done girl is because like that's what I was portrayed my whole life is that like the only thing that matters to a woman is a man even though to me in a romantic sense the only thing that matters to me is a woman but then also from real men she says um where the hell is it and real men don't eat because they're above that damn it and to me I had a conversation with one of my coworkers about this um that to me makes me think of like bodybuilders and how at some point to me it becomes an eating disorder or like a body dysmorphia 
issue and I'm not like saying like all boys that go to the gym have like you know obviously you can just want to get healthy I think there's like a certain point of bulking up where and like eating habits where it's not even because you want to be healthy per se but just because your brain is wired to think that's the only way that you'll be validated so like to say like oh they're above that damn it is like through a man's eyes to me being like no I don't have to eat before my workout even though it might make me pass out because I'm a man like I have to be like I can't eat till after and it has to be perfectly healthy and like da 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 so to me that's what that line means um I feel like I should take a 20 minute nap and then might come back to this episode because I don't know what the fuck happened to me I am tired okay so we're gonna move on to shit retired from sad new career in business and I'm only gonna talk about goodbye my Danish sweetheart and I'm sorry it's the song everybody knows and the line everybody knows but it hurts me when she says so I don't blame you if you want to bury me in your memory I'm not the girl I ought to be because I think like and this to me is very normal girl by SZA like it gives me the same energy as that song where another thing is like I think again I'm a victim of media and like Every movie I ever watched was like a white girl and a white guy. And like and like or if it was like a mall, like a mixed race couple, race. A mixed race couple. They 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 were still fairly pale or so like dark that it was that they were like I don't even know how to word it. But like it always felt like I was just like the girl like per the media that like nobody would ever want because I was very hyper masculine as a kid which might have been foreshadowing y'all I don't know and not even very hyper masculine but like I don't want to be like I hung out with the boys but I did and like I don't know I like I had such a deep voice and then like holy shit am I ever take a power nap oh my god um when I like was figuring myself out I like also realized I was super super feminine but like super feminine with all these male or like more masculine attributes if that makes sense like I could put a long dress on but I still would like I want to say like talk or walk like a man but like I would and I think I still have that aura to me where like I don't come off masculine in the way I dress I just feel like I come off masculine in like the way I present if that makes sense or, like how I how I how I carry like my persona <laughs> It's very masculine. So I think like that's another thing with like male validation but also female validation is like 
I've never sat really where I feel like anybody has ever wanted me to. And, like, finding a seat at the table has been so difficult that, like, at this point in my life, and I'm young, so, like, please, and everything, oh my god, she's so melodramatic, but this is how it feels. And, y'all, it's 11.30, so I'm just gonna, can't talk my shit again. Anyway, I'm just gonna talk my shit. Um, for me being so young, I understand now how dangerous it was to allow myself to think, like, I don't blame you. Like, I don't blame you. Oh, like, you don't want to talk to me anymore. I don't blame you. Because then I've, like, thought myself and trained myself to think that I am no, I'm not worthy of anything more. So then when people do disappear, because I, like, I have convinced myself and always I set up a boundary for myself that, like, I'm prepared for them to, which I feel like definitely only pushes them away. Um, I can't do anything. But anyway, um, I'm honestly God going to take a 50 minute power nap and then I'll continue because I, um, that was the only lyric I have from this album. So I will start with Bury Me at Makeout Creek because that is my favorite album when I get back from my, my, my 10 minute nap. It's 1120. I'll be back at 1130, but it won't be 10 minutes for you guys. So BRB. Hi, I'm back. <coughs> Uh, it's about 10 minute nap on my assumption tonight. Oops. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, anyway. I had to pee really bad on the fucking, like, the start of the episode. I'm sorry. Okay. The next song I wanted to do... Okay, so we're moving on to Bury Me at Makeout Creek, which is probably my favorite Mitski album. I'm looking at, like, she has six albums, and I'm only missing one from my library. Anyway, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite heartbreak. First Love, Late Spring. Please. This song hurts. Um. Anyway. Um. We're gonna talk about the whole chorus. And she says, "Okay, so, to me, the be- the first like section of the chorus, like, so please hurry, leave me. I can't breathe. Please don't say you love me. Um. It always evokes something in me. Because." Um, I, I like okay me personally and anybody that knows me pretty well knows this um the dogs are moving knows that I don't like um affection in most ways Nathaniel, for example, will always be like, no, I like 
really appreciate you as a person, appreciate you in my life, and I, like, can't take the compliment. So, like, um, I feel, like, it's not that I feel like I don't deserve it, I just, like, I don't know. But, like, that's what that makes me feel like, is that it's her being, like, I can't accept this. Sorry, I just woke up. I can't accept this. I'd prefer if you just didn't say it at all. <laughs> you know, like, um, obviously everybody likes to feel loved. But I think, like, when you can't, like, for me, like, how I just, like, cannot readily accept it. Um... It, like, that's how that line feels. It's very, like, like, it feels nice to receive those compliments, but, like, they make me so overwhelmed. And, like, um, my natural response to, like, a lot of things is, like, oh, well, they hate me anyway. Jesus. I literally had a full night's sleep, and I'm still young. Anyway, um, yeah, but like, you know, that's just how it feels, it's like, um, yeah. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head what the Chinese translate to, but, um, and then the second half, like, one word from you and I jumped off of this ledge I'm on, tell me don't so I can crawl back in. Um, there too, like, even though I'm not able, or like, I feel like even though she's not able to, like, accept the love that they say they have for her, she would do anything to prove the love she has for them. And to me, to me, that is so heartbreaking. Um, but that's kind of all I have to say. But then we'll move on to the line. And I was so young when I behaved 25, yet now I've grown into a tall child. Oh my god, y'all. <sighs> that line, like, damaged me as a person. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, because I always make a joke that by the time I was 16, I felt like I had been 25 for three years. Um, and I think it's normal for especially women to, like, grow up really fast. Someone's snoring. Someone's snoring. Hold on. Anyway. Um, and, like, I've realized that in this last year... I've regressed so much and acting like an adult has became like sorry my feeling anyway but like um and I also think like kids do this as an act of rebellion is to like age themselves to feel 
like more respected in the house um I know another reason I did that is like you know in Mexican culture your quinceanera is when you're supposed to become like a grown woman um so I felt like I had all this growing up to do by the time I was 15 and then by the time I was like 16 I was like holy shit like I'm still a kid you know um so I think like there's that aspect of it there's also like I was in a grossly serious relationship when I was young like way too young for that so there too like acting like I was 25 acting like I knew what was gonna happen with this relationship um and then now like trying to navigate life when you're by yourself which is like so weird to say at even the age I am now because I'm not that old <laughs> I'm fairly fairly young and because I did that to myself now it's like now I'm regaining all those years that I was acting like an adult and acting like I knew what it was like to be in a relationship as you know someone that was too young to like have the contents of the relationship be very mature if that makes sense so I think like that line like breaks my heart because I like see it reflected in me a lot um and even though I do make a joke out of it sometimes I'm just like now that I am grown up or growing up or pretty close to like really 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 being on my own I wish I would have stayed a child when I was a child and became an adult when it was appropriate um because as of late I have been a tall child when realistically this is should be this should be when I'm acting like an adult rather than when I was like 13 and 14 trying to like act like I was somebody you know <laughs> so anyway there's that there's that so I think Sophia sent me a tiktok okay more up of burying me I have my cup too um Francis forever let's talk about everybody's um on sunny days I go out walking I end up on a tree lane street I looked up at the gates of sunlight I miss you more than anything oh my god after every time I read a lyric anyway um to me ooh this line there too going back to like being an adult I was in a semi-serious relationship and it ended very abruptly and very um oddly we'll put it that way <laughs> um the girls who get it get it the girls who don't don't and don't fucking ask me about it because I never want to talk about that part of my life ever again um to a licensed psychiatrist I don't want to hear it um but I know for a while I was like definitely looking for this person and aspects of the world around me and I think that um, 
to me I I um I think it's not uncommon to associate people well okay here I give it away people who have died with like the sky and also like in the year that this relationship ended two of my grandpas died and like a father figure of mine so um I think this could apply to more than just like romance because I know like when like my grandpa died um I was like looking at the sky a lot or like whenever I would go on walks I would remember that that was something he liked to do or even with like um the like father figure I like to refer to him as my stepdad even though he never married my mom um like going like he was very outdoorsy you know hunting fishing all that shit and we would like do all this stuff together when I was a kid so then like for him more than anyone else like going going out walking and looking up at the sky and like feeling the sun on my skin like made me miss him more than anything and even to this day like if I see a deer I could like if I'm in the right mood I could like break down into tears and I think that that line like I think it shows the push and pull of the healing process because she's doing something good for herself inherently she's going out walking you know she's out in nature that's supposed to inherently make you feel better it's like scientifically proven that being outside is supposed to like your energy or some shit it's wild oh my god we're dog sitting a cat right now and I just heard it scream all the way from the basement and she's like fine she's just really dramatic and she yells at us but anyway I just like heard her anyway um and then you know when she's like I miss you more than anything like it's showing that even though she's trying to move on trying to live her life she can't (laughs) you know um and I think I think that is like a very comforting lyric almost because it does make me feel valid when it's like you know like those moments where you're like I just saw a really cool bird out my window um where you're like I'm supposed to be doing better and then you're not (laughs) you know and I think that that is both like the best and worst feeling in the world So that's how that line makes me feel. Oh my god. Okay, and then also from Francis Forever. My mom is talking. One sec. Okay, anyway. (laughs) My um, second Francis Forever heartbreak comes from... And I don't think I can stand to be where you don't see me. And I think that this line, <laughs> for me, um, like I said, um, I will be moving away from my hometown in a few months. 
and even though it's my dream and I'm literally so excited I've realized like as much as I like even as much as I say I hate the town I don't <laughs> and um like there's a lot of people here that I think are proud of me if I do say so myself and that like validation and praise like means so much more when it comes from them like for example my my Angelina and Nilo <laughs> I literally like in my head lately have just been like I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do with myself when I no longer am around them constantly or semi-constantly or where I know like I see them a designated amount of times a week and to me that's all that matters um so I think lately like it's not even like a oh my god I have to back out like I'm not gonna stay here because like using them as an example again they would kill me um I've literally made jokes about it and Angelina is like STFU um if you know what I mean <laughs> but anyway um it's like that feeling or like even with my mom where it's like you know every teenager's dream is like to move out eventually and it has really nothing to do with my mom it's just like wanting to be on my own and live in my own house and not have to get all whispery when I'm recording <laughs> you know like shit like that and for me um it sucks because like one one day you know I won't live here anymore and she won't see me every day and I won't see her every day and a piece of me doesn't think I can stand being somewhere where she can't see me because um you know like my mom's opinion is also one of the only opinions that matters to me even when I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't care what my mom says. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. That line hurts hurts my feelings. Um, um, the next song I would talk about off this album is Last Words of a Shooting Star. But we're going we're gonna to wait for that one until the very, very end. Because that is the song that turned me from a Mitski fan to a Mitski stan and I'll like explain later well it might be the cat or dog saying but I don't know why my nose like is bothering me so much so you already know what song in line we're gonna be talking about? My mom is coming. She's talking to her cat. Um. Oh wait, we're not even gonna get there yet. POV. We're just gonna analyze the whole song. <sighs> anyway. Um. 
the first line that I want to talk about that I completely glazed over when I was making this list is, um, you have so much to do and I have nothing ahead of me. Now, Best American Girl really hits because I think, I think for me personally, I take it as one of those, like, like trying to de-assimilate songs, you know, or like forcing yourself to assimilate for a white partner or even just a white friend but this is definitely more about a partner and I've been with people that um made me feel like that where I was like I am not white um it's like um I've been told before my grandparents are pretty racist but I think they would like you and I don't think people have ever computed how like offensive that really is <laughs> um because to me it's invalidating and I know everybody's probably like wait you would rather them be racist but to me it's like she passes well enough as a white person that I feel like I can't treat her the way that I want to when all I really want is to be viewed as a Hispanic because all my years I've been trying to force myself to be white and then as of now I don't want that <laughs> and I think like one of the main things that that comes from for me at least is like like for example when I went from Talia to Leah and when I was going by Leah that was like the most assimilated I had ever been because I was telling myself like Jesus nobody can say your name nobody wants to learn how to say your name so just make it easier for them and that is not true at all like if someone can't if you okay here's and here's where it's gonna get to me being all like that if you have a non-white name and you're changing it for white people to be able to say don't fucking do that um because i hated going by leah i hated being called leah i hated it i hated it so much it's not my name um my my father didn't give me the name leah my dad was hurt when I said I went by Leah. So, like, I don't, I just, like, I don't understand. Well, I do understand, but I hope, like, nobody else in my life ever goes through a phase where they change their non-white name to something easier for white people to say. And I don't let people mispronounce my name. And I don't let people, you know, try and talk to me about how the spelling is weird or how it's pronounced or anything. Because if you, just because it's non-white doesn't mean it's like a weird name. You know what I mean? To me, a weird name is like, who the fuck just named their kid Wolf? Why? But like, even then, that's not inherently weird. And like, whatever. 
It's an odd name. And weird is around like word for it. But like I don't know. Whatever. But yeah. Um So there's that line. Okay. And now now we're gonna move on to the big guy. Um you're the sun you've never seen in the night, but you hear its songs from the morning birds. Well, I'm not the moon, I'm not even the star, but awake at night I'll be singing to the birds. The, the, the birds' lines, whatever. But, oh my god. <laughs> the you're the sun, you've never seen the night. I think, okay, I was, I don't want to say with. I was like, talking, I guess, to this guy that to me was like like what Mitsuki was talking about which is like an all-american boy and I think it was the first time I ever was really looking for validation from your typical boy <laughs> uh, anyway anyway um and I, I'm, I realized that a lot of the problems that existed in my life were jokes to him in terms of things like being a woman and being a woman of color and like loving people of color and like everything that went on in the world and how it felt to like be a minority because he wasn't one. And um, I had a podcast episode that was me talk explaining myself for this, but I scratched it. Um, there was a reason I never dated white boys. You know, that's what I always said. And, um, sorry, I dropped the mic. Um, <laughs> one of those big reasons was, like, I felt like they would never understand me, and they don't. Um, white people tend to, well, white boys tend to not understand anything that has to do with being a woman or anything that has to do with being a person of color they would never understand and it's not even that I expect them to understand it's that I expect them to like sympathize or be a good enough person to listen but that's even hard to ask for I guess but anyway um like the line you've never seen the night like um I don't want to say he never had a problem in his life because he had but I felt like none of them ever really kept him up at night the way that um some like like they weren't earth shattering you know like I guess that's what I'm going for there were things that bothered him for the time being but they were never things that like escalated or developed into like any sort of like real trauma where, like, he could just continue on with life, you know, and then, like, he had so much going for him, or at least he used to, um, and then there was me, who was, like, I'm not even, I'm not the moon, I'm not even, a, like, a star, but I am somehow expected to exist in your galaxy, and, like, 
if I don't even compare it to like something as small as a star, more or less the moon, and you're the sun, how is this ever supposed to work out? You know, um, and I think for me, it was a learning experience because, um, Um, I was always invalidated about never wanting to be with white men back before I was like, "Mm, I might not even like them, men, period, but they don't understand. And I think it was the most validating experience in me trying to explain it and being like, this thing wasn't, this thing made me uncomfortable and this and that and this and the next and everybody being like, oh my god, like, no, you're so right, and then I was like, and this is why I never wanted to give them a chance anyway, and people would be like, whoa, 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 (laughs) you know, so I think, like, that line hurts my soul, because I just, it really emphasizes that not feeling enough, especially as, like, a woman of color, not that it should matter, but in relationships, it really, really does sometimes. I think that's another thing like some people like to ignore. <laughs> um, the next song I want to talk about is I Bet on Losing Dog. Um and specifically the line Will You Let Me Lose on Losing Dogs? Um, because I personally feel like um not to be like the one girl that was like, If his muse and uncut jobs but I was Miss Key's Muse when she wrote I Bet on Losing Dogs because I feel like personally betting on me is betting on a losing dog. I feel like I am the world's greatest underdog and I personally love like I always bet on losing dogs like like I know that they're not going to succeed or I know that I'm not going to succeed but I still sit there and I'm like no they're going to do it they all pull through for me so I think like for me like her asking permission to like will you just let me lose with them is so like borderline heartwarming because like (laughs) you could just like give up on them you know, you really could, but she is so, like, dedicated to just, like, being with them till the end, and just, like, being, like, just let me lose with them, um, I think that's how I feel a lot, where it's, like, the people that are around me that bet on me, if you will, or, like, have hope in me, I feel like they're, they're kind of just saying, like, Okay, I'll lose on a losing dog. I'll put my like I'll put my money on someone that I know is gonna lose, and then it makes me really overwhelmed. But I think like for me, it's a very pretty line to like to lose on a losing dog. Like even though. When you first bet on them, you knew they weren't going to win. And you knew that they were just going to, like, 
give up or lose or something but that like unwavering support that you're willing to give them like never faded to me I love that and I love this song because I think like I don't know I think I have an attachment to it because I always felt like I was like an underdog and I think that a lot of my friends were like not underdogs I don't a winning dog not a losing dog um so I feel like whenever I listen to it I can listen to it from like on the outside looking in or on the inside looking out if that makes sense because I can either like think about it in relation to myself or think about it as like my friends thinking about me if that makes sense but that line, like that specific when she's like lose on losing dogs, it hurts me in such a good way though. It makes me feel safe. Because <laughs> if Mitski, if my Lord and Savior Mitski is willing to lose on a losing dog, what's so bad about it? Huh? What's so bad about losing on losing dogs? Someone tell me right now tell me right now um I feel like I should wrap this up but at the same time I'm having fun because I know that everybody listens to Mitski but she lately has been like one of the only artists I listen to like this year so far but um moving on to Be the Cowboy one of my favorite 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 albums of hers um we are gonna move right into i see i will wrap it up a little bit i won't talk about every song i wanted to but we're gonna move right into two slow dancers which is the one of the out of all of the mitski songs last words of a shooting star and then two slow dancers are like top two saddest two slow dancers can make me cry like unprovoked if it just like comes on um but how she repeats like it would be a hundred times easier if we were young again like it goes back to that like I grew up too fast bullshit or whatever but like I think what sucks is like knowing you lost your innocence the the most like you sit there and you're like oh my god like this moment is putting me back to where I was when I was like seven like catching grasshoppers outside you know and as you get older and you like have these external stressors that like literally never existed prior to like being a certain age it sucks because you know to think that I would never change to think that like everything would stay the same to think I would never ever leave my childhood home even though at the same time like it's the only thing I ever dreamed of to think that like leaving the dance studio was so far away and then now it's only five months away to think like this is the last summer that I will live in my hometown with my friends you know it's like to think that somehow all of this was supposed to stay the same but you know like life is life is a slow dance and you know it's just like whoever is I don't know 
but it, it hurts me and then like and then she like repeats to think that we could stay the same I guess like it would be a hundred times easier and to think that we could stay the same like both of those lines just like knock me like knock the wind out of me because like if I could be like 10 again and just like riding bikes and you know dressing up for Halloween and like cooking like boxed cakes that would be so much easier than where I am in life right now and I would be able to like be myself almost again even though I was like nowhere near who I am now so I wouldn't even say like it was being myself but being myself for the moment like who I was in that moment and like not having these like preconceived notions of like what the world was going to be like one day and you know I don't know but two soul dancers like breaks my heart bro it like it hurts me personally and then the other song I'm going to talk about is nobody and um why didn't you stop me but I could reiterate myself with those and then off of Lauren Hell Laurel Hell I keep calling it Lauren Hell because of like Lauren Hill but it's Laurel Hell um I would talk about that's our lamp because like it's not any lyric in particular but like the contents of the song and then how upbeat it is like confuses my little brain because I am like it's like such a fun song but then she's like but you just don't love me not like you used to oh we and it's my favorite song off that album it like i don't know i love it so much she sounds so good on it anyway let's talk about the most heartbreaking song of all time last words of a shooting star um this song came to me and i started listening to this at a time where i was definitely overworking myself and um you know the line that gets me that always got me was um and I always wanted to die clean and pretty but I'd be too busy on working days because over the summer I worked every day and I love working don't get me wrong but I think like I think I really was overdoing it for myself and and like I liked making money I liked like having something to do but then I was just exhausted you know so I was trying to like you know and then and then I was so not used to seeing myself outside of a uniform like I was always in my work uniform like I woke up and put it on or like you know so then if I would like when I would go home and take it off and then like immediately switch into something comfier but not necessarily cute and then I would like stare at myself in the mirror and like pick myself apart because I looked nothing like I remembered myself looking like and then like I'd be like maybe my like stupid work blazer and like button up pants are like not blazer polo are like all I look good in and even then I like hate how I look in my work uniform because it's a work uniform it's like not flattering but like that line in particular like hurts me because I think also like I would go to work 
and some of my coworkers, like Sophia, Sophia, like, eats it up in her work uniform. That's so stupid. But then I would be like, some people do look good in their uniforms, and I don't. And then I would be like, also, if I, like, for some reason, if, like, the world ended, like, right here, and I was in the kitchen, like, I wouldn't be dying clean or pretty, and, like, it all comes full circle, like, wanting, or feeling like, like, you have nothing to offer except for your looks, and then feeling like that is what's being taken away from you. This song used to, like, I used to cry to it every day, every single day, because, like, it just hurt and like also like I know myself and I like like I said I love working and I always know like being a workaholic is gonna be my downfall and like a blessing but I like wasn't seeing my friends I was barely seeing my family I had like no time to do anything and then I was just like work <laughs> like like I was too busy on working days to do anything but like work and then I'd come home and like shower and then just go to bed because the next day I knew the first thing I had to do when I woke up was work and you know and then I was too exhausted to like literally do anything um but you know um oh my god there's like I'm like looking at the lyrics and there's just so many I could talk about um Also, like, the line, um, you'd say you love me and look at my eyes, but I know through mine you were looking in yours. I think that's, like, a very hurtful line as well, because I think a lot of people do, like, use people as mirrors for themselves, and knowing, like, some people are, like, only friends with you because they can like use you as a mirror or like use you as something to like boost their ego and like they'll be like no but I do love you and then you're like you don't <laughs> you really really don't um I don't know that line also hurts me because it's like it's also like something that goes back to like old relationships or like situationships I've had where I was like yes you're saying this but I can tell you're like using me as an like a like a sound reflectant <laughs> where you're like oh um if she loves me like or if I tell her I love her she's gonna tell me that she loves me and then that way it's like getting that validation but I don't actually love her I just want to hear it you know um so that's what that always makes me think of but um Last words of a shooting star, like <sighs> Mitski Sai, um, is such a heartbreaking song for me, and um, I love it. It's like also so comforting because it like is every thought I've ever had in a song. So like, if there's a song that you listen to after this after this podcast, um please last words of a shooting star but jesus it just hurts me but um there was me talking about mitski lyrics because it's kind of how i've been feeling lately 
and um I was just gonna like analyze them as to what I thought that meant to her but then I ended up like explaining why they each individually break my heart so I hope you enjoyed that um I don't know what I'm gonna do for guests next week but I'll figure it out okay bye